0: Thank you for the teaching. Thank you for the scriptures you're giving us on this day. Life, health, body, mind, soul, spirit that lives within us. This is your Holy Spirit. We thank you now for just the days that you've given us upon this earth. The time that you've given us to learn of you, to learn of our ways, to learn of your ways. Father, every day is important and every moment is important with you. Teach us even more to walk with you, to be led by your Spirit, to understand you, to understand what scriptures, and what symbolizes in scripture what those things that you placed in there and father we thank you now how you have said things in your word that we are yet getting a revelation to now in this day and time that we live in so you are god you will hide things and you want us to seek your face for the things that are in the scriptures. But I know that there's a set time for all things. And Father, we're in a time now that things are being revealed unto our spirit, even the more. Teach us to love you. Show us how to please you. Show us how to be more intimate with you name of Jesus to understand why you said what you say, why you do what you do. Father, we bless you now for your people as a whole, for your body as a whole, for the gift that you've given to your body, for the revelation that you've given to your body, for the fruits that you've given to your body. We thank you now for it. Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen. We're still dealing with mind, body, and soul. And there's a lot to it. There's a whole lot to it. And there's a lot to understand. There's a lot to gain. A lot of understanding. And I'm just not saying knowledge, but there's a lot of knowledge to gain. But there's a lot that we have to understand concerning the body, concerning the spirit, concerning the soul and how the enemy works and what happened in the fall or during the fall and what the enemy's purpose, what his will was. And he knew exactly what he wanted. He knew exactly what he was doing. So therefore he was trying really, really, his, his biggest goal was to uh, control. He wanted the body, he wanted the mind, he wanted the soul. Uh, he could not he could not once once Adam fell let's say this before I say that once Adam fell the spirit of man became darkened dead um, severed from God once Adam fell and so here you have a a human being. That's led basically not knowing, you know. Because if you think about Adam and Eve in the garden, um, he knew what God taught him, he knew what God placed in him. But now, here it is you are separated from God, you are distant from God. Now, is more so whatever your mind, whatever your flesh, whatever you desire, whatever. And so therefore it was more so of without God, it was man doing everything and the enemy leading him because the enemy had accomplished, but God allowed. The enemy had accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. Now he could say, I am controlling the action of man. That's what he, and that's what he's really after. That's what he was after then. That's what he's after now. I am controlling the action of man because there is no good thing in a man's flesh. When I say man, I'm talking about man, woman. There is no good thing in a man's flesh, in the body. So if there's no good thing in the man's flesh or in the man's body, then the enemy knows that I could have my way in doing what I desire and accomplishing what I desire um causing man to become even more resentful, even more hateful. Um, um, even even he's growing even more distant from God. Um, there's nothing about him that's becoming like God because that was in the past. Um, because man was created in the an image and in an like likeness of God. When he fell, everything that he did from that point on was distant. So it is easy to get caught up into a new religion or a new age movement um, in this day and time. Because new age movement or these new religion that they come out with now, this one world thing that they're trying to come up with. um, It's a thing to where, you search was in within, within you and you search for the good in you and man always long for someone to worship so they are teaching you to worship you yourself and when you look at things today cosmetics whatever else that's out there all these different things that's out there now it teaches us how to worship our body and to Cause this body to become God. You have certain religion now that'll tell you we are, you know, God. You know, you are a small G. You are not the big G. You are not the God. You know, and so they are teaching that that um, you know, you meditate and you search deep within yourself, and unsaved, the far is the you can't go no further than your body and soul because your spirit is dead. It is separated from God. So if your spirit is dead and separated from God, you can't go no further than your body and soul. And anything else that you tap into spiritually is going to be Satan. And so when a person begin to meditate, you know, they got certain religion out there that teaches you this. And without Christ, your, your spirit is dead without Christ. It's darkened. So if your spirit is darkened, the only thing that's going to come out of this is you're going to open up a door so that Satan can end And he's going to teach you other religion, how to worship him. He has to disguise himself. So as he disguises himself, he's going to teach you how to worship him in a disguisable way. Okay in a way that man cannot pick up on him. In in a way that you won't know that it's really him. And so these are things that's happening because of the separation of everything is based on what you think, um, how you feel. And I'm not telling you they're not good people in this world. I'm not telling you that. But the thing about it is when they brought to Jesus a situation and they said, good good master, and Jesus said, why calleth thou me good? There's only one that's good. He let them know, listen, you're going to get caught up into something to where you start worshiping a person because they're good or you start whatever, seeing me as this good person. No, the father is the only that's good, only one that's good. And so he was he was trying cuz you got to remember back then in that time they were looking for religion. They were looking for a religious way. And the enemy was using a lot of these people just like the day and time the time that we living in. Um most people um I don't care how much of a Christian you become, how much you walk with God. Somebody's always going to judge you based on what they see and what they hear. Okay? Now, you could be walking with God, doing great things for the Lord, and the Lord is using you mightily. But someone is always going to be judging you based on your appearance, based on what they see, based on what he or she hear. All right. And so Jesus made sure that you're not going to call me good because the only one that is good is the father. And he was letting them know this because you, you, you if, if you think about it today, you go about you telling people that this person is good. That person is. Now what happens is you're creating a thing to where, okay, there is no good in the flesh. But now you are making this person seem to be good based on works. Now you're creating a religion. Now it's about working to be good. You can't work to be good. It's either you are or you're not. You can't work to be. And so what they're doing is they're working to try to please God without being saved, without a regenerated spirit, without a new spirit. They're trying to work to gain um, God's Love or or gain God's um, attention by works. You can't. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. I, I don't care how you look at it. There's no good thing in this flesh. You could be good for a while, but there always going to be something that you do that you're going to say, "Well, it's all right," but I might look at it and say, "That's not all right." But because you do good things, does not make you a good person. People get out and do good things in the community. That don't make you a good person because you do good things in the community. One thing you could do wrong that could destroy all the goods that you've done in the community. And that's what happened with a lot of people. And everybody, you know, they based based things on good. So when you base things on good, there's no room for error. When you base things on good, because that person can make one mistake and his or her life is destroyed and all the good that he or she has done. And we've seen it in our day and time where people have done many things and we've built statues of them, all type of things such as that. And after you realize that this is what they've done and you call it good, but that what they've done was not good. Now they tear down statues. You see, one thing I want you to understand: they tear down a lot of statues. You will not tear down Jesus Christ. People are afraid to even deal with it because they're afraid of what's going to happen. The good that comes out of you comes out of the spirit of God. The good that comes out of you—that's an eternal good but that that comes I'm not telling you can't do some good things you know but I'm telling you the good that comes out of you comes from the spirit of God All right the body is soma the outermost man when you look at the body soul I'm just giving you this the soul is the psyche or the outer man Then you have the spirit, Numa, some people pronounce it differently, is the inner man, the body, Soma, the outermost man, the soul, psyche, the inner man, and then you have the spirit, Numa, the inner man. Really what is being described here is the tabernacle that Moses built in the wilderness. You had the outer, the inner, and the most holy, are the holy of holy. You have the outer courts, inner court, and then the most holy of holy. And what God was doing was he was giving him a depiction of the human body. And without someone occupying the most holy of holy, that's what we are today if you're unsaved. No one is occupying the most holy of holy. And the spirit is where the most holy of holy comes to live. And everything that was experienced there during the time of Moses is to be experienced now in us. And all these things represented that thing that Moses built in the wilderness. Now, you had the different tribes that were a uh, position round about the tabernacle and it, it is the same thing today you have people who can only look at the outer and that's where the congregation um that's where the congregation are are actually um gathered on the outer most people are on the outer they never enter the most holy. Now you and I can go in because we are born again. The spirit of God, he's in us now. It ain't. It's not so much about um, we can't go into this. We are in now. He's in us. And so the same thing that was there is now. But Jesus became the high priest. And he is the high priest. But what happened there is actually what you and I are now. That's what we are. We are the body. We are the temple. We are the tabernacle where God lives. That's what we are. And that's what God created Adam. He was that from the beginning. He was created in the image and in the likeness of God. Remember, he formed him from the dust of the ground. That's the body. He breathed into him. Man became a living soul. He could think. He gave him character. Okay. All these things that God did, the body could touch, the body could feel, the body could smell, all these things. Then he lived. Listen, then, you know, it wasn't so much about I had to be in you, Adam. I'm with you. I come and visit you in the cool of the day. In this day and time that we're in, in the New Testament, Jesus said, I'm going to live within you. Okay. But what God did then is what he's doing now, but he's abiding in us and we are abiding in him. So in other words, you go to something that's forbidden that God tell you not, you go touch your temple with it, God forgives you in a lot of cases. Adam messed up one time and didn't get forgiven. And the devil will let you know that concerning certain people's life. Well, Adam did the same thing and you forgave you didn't forgive him. Why are you forgiving this person? You see? So we're the grace. Back then it was an eye for an eye, two for two. You get cut off. Now we are under grace. Thank God for grace. And we're living in a time of grace. How long? I don't know. But we're living in a time of grace. In the body, I don't know if I explained it this way the first time, but I'm going to explain it to to you this way. The body deals with your smell, your taste, your touch, your hearing, your seeing, your sight. Your body deals with them. Because if someone comes to you and pinch you, you feel it. If someone um, push you, you feel it. Um, If someone tells you to look, you see. So it deals with these things. If someone says, um, hey, you hear it. So it deals with these things. The body deals with these things. Now I want you to understand this now. The body has desires. The body want to eat. In some cases, you ever heard people talk about cravings? And I'm pretty sure you have cravings. Um, the younger people probably don't understand it, but cravings—you, um, you, you have food at home, but you're craving something else. Now the body can overindulge. That's gluttony. Overindulge, eating more than it needs. You're already full, but you want more. The body, I mean, it has desires. Um, It has the desire for water, liquid. It has a need for this, these stuff that I just named the food. It has a need for that. It has a need for water because you find it in the Old Testament where God provided them in the wilderness. God provided them manna, food, you know. He provided them bread. He provided them water. The body needed those things. You eat certain things, but in moderation. The body, out of control, can go to the extreme without control. But in the spirit, the spirit controls the body once you grow, once you get to the place to where you begin to um. Be led by the spirit, then you understand what self-control is, because the body can get out of control. Trust me now, the body can get out of control. Out of control. It it loves activity. It needs shelter. It needs clothing. It needs oxygen. It needs sleep. It needs temperature regulation. You know, you're in a cold place, it want to be in a warm place. When they get warm, too hot, they want to be in a cool place. It needs temperature regulation. The body has a, a desire for lusting after things. Whether it be sex, whether it be money, whether it be all these things, the body has this desire. So the body basically has a mind of its own if you don't control it. Okay? So now when you look at the tabernacle, Okay, When you look at the the, the temple that Moses built or the tabernacle that Moses built in the wilderness, you have the outer, the inner, and the holies of holies. The body is the outer. And so most people fix up the outer and make it look good and do nothing for the inner. There ain't too much you can do for the most holy, the holy. It, it is holy. All you could do is get saved and start feeding on the word of God. God handles that part because that's spiritual. The rest of it, you have a responsibility. The soul, you have a responsibility. The body, you have a responsibility. It is amazing how, how we can um, look in a mirror. You just looked in the mirror the body, you just looked in the mirror. You turn and walk away and someone says, man, there's something on your face. You just looked in the mirror. And based on what that person says, you go back to the mirror to make sure. Just that quick you forgot. Just that quick. And that's how it is with us when it comes down to certain things. We look in the mirror, and it's easy to forget what we look like. I said last week, nobody really know what they look like. This is just a house. Now, I'm not telling you my my new body, this new tabernacle, this new house that I, that, that I will have, where I take off this mortal body and put on an immor- immor- immortal body or this um, this old man, and put on a new, or this new body that I received, I'm not telling you it won't look like this body. But each time a tabernacle or a temple was built, it was built to represent something dealing with this body. Solomon built a temple, a tabernacle, a temple for the Lord. That temple that Solomon built represents the new body. Solomon didn't spare anything in building that. He built it with whatever precious whatever he could put in it. Whatever God made available that was precious, that was expensive, and that's what God does with the new body. So Solomon built a replica of the new body. Moses built a replica of the old body that needed Solomon built a replica of the resurrected body. Moses built a replica of the body that is here, the one that you and I see. And you had different congregational people outside of that body, just like today. You go into a crowd of people, you got all type of people around you. And they're not looking at your mind. They're not looking at your spirit. They're looking at your body. And if you're not careful, they will keep you from actually going into or allowing God to save you or to accept or from accepting him as your Lord and Savior. They will talk you out of it because they want you to stay where they are. I don't want to get saved. I don't want you to get saved. All right? The psyche that the inner the inner man the, or the outer man, the outer man, not the outer, most man, that's the body, the outer man. Self identity, personality, character, all that deals with the soul. Emotions, feels, passions, intellect, mind and thoughts. Will, he has a will. Your own will and desires. He has a conscience. No right from wrong. But if you don't train your psyche, your soul, no right from wrong? He know it's wrong, but he still do it. Because the body is craving for it. Okay? Now, the same thing is the enemy knows in between these two is where I can control you. Okay? Evil dwelling place of the sinful nature and evil spirits. He knows this. Once Adam fell, he knew I got control of his mind now, I got control of his body. I can cause him to desire things. I can speak to him now. I can control him. He knows this. Because most of the time, and when you think about what I just stated there with the soul, words that people speak out of anger can damage a person and open the door for the enemy to enter his or her soul, and that then controls the body. Okay? The enemy talks to you, your soul, your psyche, he talks to you there, and he will tell you things. You ever had the thought come to you? You would never be nothing. You would never be nobody. You would never be nobody. And to show you he controls other people also. These people, Will then implant things into you. They will touch you in a way that you don't desire to be touched. They will say things to you. The enemy is using these people to destroy you. Okay? This is how it works in this world that we live in. This is how the enemy does things. This is the world that we live in. This is the body. Most of the people today that we find today because of TV, because of what we see, you don't like the body you're in. You want a new body. You wish you were taller. You wish you had a little bit more weight. You wish you were thinner. You don't like your body. You don't like the skin tone. You don't like certain things. And you find it today on TV where people are changing things because certain things may have been said to them concerning their bodies. And it got in their psyche. And now I'm trying to become perfect. I want a perfect body. Well, I have a perfect body. You have a perfect body. If you're born again, you have a perfect body you can't see it with your natural eyes except God shows it to you. Paul said, if this earthly tabernacle should dissolve, this body, I have a new one. That's what he said. This body, I have a new one. One young man, we uh, we watched, uh, I think we watched I, I, I can't remember, but I know uh, the man has said that it was like here, it was like the judgment. God showed him the judgment and they were lined up like in line and they were all headed toward the throne. And he said, you could hear the voice saying depart. And when the voice was said depart on the right, on, I forgot which side he said, but either, either way it go, it's like the gate of hell would open. And you could feel, the man was saying, you could feel the heat, the fire, when the gate opened and the person would be cast into hell. And he said the souls, they were lined up going toward the throne. And when when it opened, the people were shaking because you could feel the heat. It was actually burning their souls. And then it would close. And he said... Very few were actually, you know, allowed to enter into the kingdom, enter into eternal rest, enter into the place that I prepared for you. And he said, when it got to him, but he said he remember when when he would say when 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 God would say, depart from me, I never knew you, and the gates would open of, you know, of hell, and people would actually the souls would go in. And he said it was. The heat, the fire. When it opened, it was like it was burning them, and they were in line. But he said nobody was talking, because everybody knew that he or she was in line to be judged, and it was like the the people were. It was not like you were like a like a like a you were a body, but it was not the flesh body. It it was a body, but it was like a uh, like it wasn't like a flesh body, but. We could see each other, he said, but nobody was talking because everybody was standing in line to be judged, and you couldn't escape it. And he said, when, when the line will keep moving, and as the, as the person gets judged, the line will move up. As the person get, and nobody was saying, oh, my God, this person got none of that because you knew. And he said, when he got to him, when he got before the throne, he said it was like books are open before him. And his life would judge out of those things. And then he said, he heard the voice said, Enter into the place that I've prepared for you. And he said, as he began to enter, he was going to walk. He said, when he walked, like it was, it was like a, a barrier, like a line, like you walking into a whole new world. And he said, when he walked in, when he stepped like this. His, he stepped into a huge, a bigger body than the body he was actually in. So he knew the body he was stepping into was taller. And it was perfect. And before he could get all the way in, he woke up out of the dream. Yeah, before he could get all the way in, he woke up out of the dream. But he saw the body he was stepping into. And the body was, 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 was big or taller. It was, it was more so of what people would classify today as a perfect model body that he was stepping into. So I don't care if you're in a, if you're in a wheelchair, if you're in a bed of a, on a bed of affliction, I don't care what you are. If you, if you are born again. When you exit this body, when you leave this world, we call it, when you exit this body, you step into a perfect body. You step into a perfect body, not a stricken body. Not a whatever body, not that type of body. You step out of the old into the new. Okay? All right, that will help you. Then you got the spirit, which is the pneuma, the inner man, is where spiritual discernment comes from. Let God give you things, and you like man, or, or you're talking to somebody and you discern. Because listen, the Bible talks about these things. He's given. But this is where this comes from. It's coming from a it's coming from the spirit that is in you, the Holy Spirit that is in you. Because when you were born again, that place, that spirit which was dead, which was darkened, is now light. Jesus became the you are the He's the light of you now. He's in you. And what was dead and dark is now light. That is you. Okay. Peace. Revelation comes from there. All right? communicate. You have the ability now to communicate with God. Because remember when Adam fell, that was cut off. When Jesus came, listen to this. When Jesus came, he chose 12 and he communicated with them and they still didn't know who he was. He chose 12 and they still didn't know who he was. This is amazing now. Just because you come in the church still doesn't mean that you know who God is. Doesn't mean that you know who Jesus is. You just heard what someone else said. See, I can take what I hear and shape it around my life and never accept Jesus Christ. And you will think I'm saved without discernment. The Bible said, he that winneth soul is wise. So a lot of times when you're in churches and you're preaching, That's why God had given me some time ago that um, there were people that were coming and and he would tell me to just um, say the sinner's prayer, get the people to recite the sinner's prayer. Well, you know, you're going through the stuff. You know, Lord, I accept. You know, everybody repeat after me a lot. And the people recited and stuff. But they didn't know that they were getting saved. There are times when God will allow you to do that. 1 Corinthians 2 and 14. 1 Corinthians 2 and 14. And these are some of the scripture we already been through. We have some of them. Not all of them. 1 Corinthians 2 and 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of God. But the natural man receiveth not the things of God. That's this body. You think this body want to change for God? No. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So in other words, when I'm preaching to you, I'm not preaching to your flesh. You find places where people preach to your flesh. But I'm preaching to you so that there would be a transformation in the inside of you. So that your soul would now begin to transform, change. In that result, your body begins to react differently to things. Okay? You're in a situation where someone does something to you bad. Well, the way you will respond before you got saved and before you grow. See, because you baby Christians, the thing with them is when they get saved, It's this thing to where they want to feel God. As you grow in God, and your soul and body now is learning to be led by the Spirit of God, you learn then it is not so much about feelings, but it's about knowing. But baby Christians is based on feelings, and you could get in trouble with that. Everything is based on feelings. I just wanna feel God. I just wanna feel how good he is. I just wanna feel, but there's no change. There's no transformation. And so instead of change, you still, because of your soul, you still say and do and act all type of way, whatever. Because you refuse, even though you're born again, you refuse to be led. You refuse to look into the mirror. The spiritual mirror, which is the word of God, that word will teach you who your spirit is. You refuse to look into that. To learn who you really are. Man, you learn, you're powerful. You learn the power you have. After that, the Holy Ghost has come. Acts 1 and 8. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come. You learn that, man. All right. Ezekiel 36 and 26 Ezekiel 36 and 26 that's the Old Testament Ezekiel 36 and verse 26 a new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you that's the Old Testament speaking a new heart will I give you and a new spirit will I put in you and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh Out of now what is he talking about heart he ain't talking about this pumping this blood this heart that pumps blood he's talking about your soul I will put in you I will give you a new soul also will I you know A new heart or a new soul also will I give you. I will cause you to think different. I will cause you to react different. That's what God is telling us. I'm giving you salvation is what he's telling you. I'm giving you me. I want you to think the way I think. I want you to respond. I want you to act the way I act. That's what he's telling you. I Listen, a new heart also will I give you a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. I'll give you compassion now. That's what God is saying. I'm going to take away the old way. I'm going to take away this hard-hearted hard soul. This this is This is a word for people who have been hurt by people. This is a word who have been disappointed by people. God said, I'm going to give, I'm going to do a transformation in you. I'm going to take away that stony heart. Because a lot of people are reacting based on things that were said, things that were done that caused them to become like this. But God's saying, I'm going to do this in you. I mean, if if you've never met a person who who have been hurt by people, or we've been hurt, well, some of us have. You can tell when people have been hurt by people, they talk about it a lot. Or some people just refuse to talk about it. So they act it out. You take a person who's been molested or raped, whatever, and they act it out. And now we have enough discernment to say something is going on in this person's life. What happened to you? Why don't you trust people? Why don't you? Why have you why have you, where the Bible have talked about this being wrong, but why have you decided to love and you're a man and you love a man? Why? Because I've been hurt by a woman. You don't think Adam was hurt by what Eve did? You don't think Eve was hurt by what Adam did? See, the Bible talks about man leaving their natural affection and chasing. These are spirits that cause. But in order for these spirits to be empowered, something has to happen. So they know if I can cause this, I can cause you to respond this way. That's what they do. That's how they work. I'm going to cause this to happen to you. And I'm going to cause you to respond a certain way. In other words, I'm controlling your life. I'm controlling your movement. I'm controlling how you think. I'm controlling what you do. I'm controlling how you treat people. That's what the enemy does. God say, I'll do the same thing, but I'll do it in a different way. I will teach you how to love. I want to put this in you so I can teach you how to love. The enemy teaching you how to hate. I don't trust people. I don't trust this. I don't, they all of them are alike. You don't. I live in this world, but I don't have to be of this world. I don't have to be like the world. I live in it, but I don't have to be like the world. It's a choice that I make to be like, because they, demons talk to you, but they can't influence me to become, because I know. The word of God says this. God says that. And I know that's not right. God didn't treat me that way. And so his thing is, I'm going to teach you based on experience. What are you talking about, God? See what my son did? See how my son loved them? The Bible says they brought all the sick to hear and to be healed. He didn't judge them. He showed love to them. It didn't say what kind of uh, sin those people were in. He didn't judge what caused them to be in that condition. There was some time when he would say this caused that. Even the disciple would ask, who sinned? But when they brought all those people, he didn't take the time to say, oh, well, listen, I can't do nothing for you because he showed love. He showed the father's love. Because you came to hear and to be healed. You came to hear what I had to say and to be healed of your condition. Not just to be physically healed or for these spiritual or these spirits to be driven out of you but you came to hear a word that would transform your life because I promised to fulfill this and you know how many people went home healed and happy and full of joy because it is impossible to stand before a person who have been filled according to Acts 1 and 8 and we know that Jesus did experience this in Luke 4 and 18. So it is impossible to hear the power that comes from this man's teaching that is able to transform your life. And as he spoke, the Spirit of God was speaking through him. And it was transforming the people's lives. See, discernment is very powerful, but the word of God is very powerful also. Discernment is so powerful. Wait a minute, that message that you preached, that ain't changing me. That ain't changing nobody. You lack one thing. You lack the ability to be led by the spirit of God. You lack the power of God. Boy, that's a powerful scripture right there, man. True ministry begins from the Spirit, out of the Spirit that you're born again now, that new Spirit. True ministry begins out of that. That comes, you know, we'll find that in Acts 1 and 8, Joel 2 and 28. Now you're ministering, true ministry is flowing out of you. True ministry is flowing out of you. People want to hear what you have to say. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost have come upon you. And you shall be my witness. Or you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in all Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now he's telling you, you should be able to teach the word. You shall be able to witness. You shall be able to... See, people take the witnessing thing... And, Listen, your life is going to witness to people. People are going to look at you and know something different. Because of this power now that is in you. See, when the Spirit, when you accept, when the Spirit of God comes to live within you, power comes to live within you. Because that which is dead now has been brought back. And listen, this is resurrected now. Jesus is the resurrected power. That, that that was dead, that spirit that was dead is now resurrected. See, one of the things the enemy wants, he wants, is for you not to get saved. If he can't stop you from getting saved, he then tried to keep you from reading the word, looking into the law, looking into the perfect mirror, and discovering who you are. I don't care what nobody tells me. That works in my life. Okay? Joel 2 and 26. 28, I mean. Joel 2 and 28. Joel 2 and 28. That works in my life. That works in your life. That's what God has given us. Man, he's given us power. That's what came to live with. Power what? Break sin. Break strongholds. Break the cycle this thing that the enemy had, the pattern that the enemy was using me, this mind, it breaks it. I think different. I think different. My body feels different. And it shall come to pass, and it shall come to pass afterward, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your old man shall dream dreams and young men shall see vision. All right? And it shall come to pass that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. God says that day has come. That day is here. So you have no excuse now. And say, wait a minute, you know my problem is, man, if I would take one scripture a day and meditate it, That one scripture, man, if I take what I just read right there from Acts 1 and 8, okay? If you say, I take Acts 1 and 8, and I take Joel 2 and 28, and I meditate those those scriptures right there. I meditate one today, I meditate the other tomorrow, and I meditate those things. If I meditate the teaching that the apostle is teaching now concerning my, my body, my soul, my spirit, if I meditate that, that will tell me who I am. That will tell me what I need to be doing. That will tell me the ability that God has given me. That will tell me where the enemy is in my life because he can't get in my spirit. He can't get in my spirit because my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. He can't get in my spirit, but he can get in my mind. But that is still a part of my body. So his thing is, I, he he want to go against the word of God, and he want me to go against the word of God. But I have power in the inside of me that is able to transform that. So you have to start telling yourself, when I read the word, I get revelation. When I read the word, I get understanding. Man, I read the Bible. I don't understand it. Your body, your spirit is renewed. You have a new spirit. The Holy Spirit is in you. You read, you're going to get understanding. You're going to get understanding. Man, my mind, man, I'm having a problem in my mind. Every time I read the Bible, this, that, all kind of things happen. Because the enemy wants you to read it based on your intellect. You don't read the Bible to try to um, obtain a whole lot of scriptures to try to belittle somebody. You read it for understanding. So that you will understand who you are. Who God is. Who the spirit of God is. Who Jesus is. What he saved you for. Why he saved you, how he did it, all these things, such as that, to better you, to to listen, so that you could become a better person as you are led by the spirit. You know, I used to be, I don't do that no more. How do you mean, like, like people that are addicted to certain things? You know, even though you're saved, you're addicted, you still got habits. That thing is here, that thing is in your psyche. That thing is in your psyche. Now your body is craving it. But there's deliverance for you. There is deliverance for you. Pastor, I can't quit drugs. Listen, if you talk to someone who is on drugs, they'll tell you. It'll talk to you because it's a spirit assigned to it. It can't affect your spirit, your holy, the Holy Spirit that is in you, but it can't affect your soul and your body. And it's talking to your soul, your mind, your intellect. Causing those five senses to desire it. Because you're walking according to the outer. You're walking according to the inner. The inner is a cleansing place. It's a space where things are cleansed. The word of God is designed to clean, to cleanse my mind. It's like water. It cleanses. Well, pastor, that still ain't ain't dealing with the desires that I have, man. These things are going through my mind, man. I can't control it because your flesh is craving it. So it's a possibility you need to be delivered from spirits now that are in between the, the soul and the body. And controlling the reaction of the body. But it is telling you, your soul, you've got to got to have it. You got to have it you can not live without it. Then the urge comes. Then the craving comes. The desire for it. Then you go looking for it. You're not walking according to the spirit, but you're being led by your flesh. You're being led by your soul. Your soul that has... Not been renewed. You've been led. I've, I know people who say, you know, I used to be doing whatever before I got saved and after I got saved, I still was doing some things and I asked the Lord to take that away from me and the Lord told me he would and blah, 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 whatever and instantly it was gone. How? You didn't, have to, you didn't have to go through all this process. I didn't have to go through nothing. I didn't have to go to the man that would uh, hypnotize you. I forgot his name, but Myrtle Beach had him over there from time to time. he hypnotized the people and the people don't smoke no more. he hypnotized the people and they start losing weight. What? If someone says the right word, you are going to a state of whatever. Because you hypnotize. hypnotized. There's a spirit controlling you. And he's getting paid. He getting paid to hypnotize you to where you are not the person no more. The spirit is controlling you. Well, okay, listen. All right, now, the demon that, that controls this is coming out of him. Now, he don't desire that stuff no more. But there are other things that's going on. So now you got to go back to the hip, hypnosis, hypnosis, whatever you call them, and you get hypnotized again to get rid of this. Each time, this psychic is getting money. If you go to carnivals, and I'm I'm in, you go to carnivals where people have these things going on. I'm saying carnivals, you know, we call them carnivals, the fair carnival. You go there, and they have places where people set up, they, they're getting hypnotized. And the man would do certain things and he'd hypnotize the people. And I was standing there watching it. And man, I can feel in my body, man, in the spirit. I can feel the spirit of me, in me, leave. This is not me. This is not me. These are demons that are being released in these people's lives. And I could feel the forces against me, coming up against me. And I walk off. I'd walk off. I mean, I could feel them trying to get on my legs. They're being hypnotized, and that's what the enemy does. Could you imagine people hypnotize you in your whole life? Because that's what the devil do dude, with drugs and whatever else. Whatever paraphernalia, whatever else you use, that's what the devil do. He hypnotized you. Your whole life you've been like this. Your whole life you've been in this condition. Read the scripture. It tells you certain people were like this from birth. And it ain't just talking about sickness. Some people were messed up from birth. We all were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. We all were from birth controlled by the enemy, from birth. Because if you want to find any anybody and you say anybody that's good, it's a child. A newborn baby. That baby good. How you mean that baby good? He just was born. They don't know the stuff that we know. The baby good. But God say there's no good thing in the flesh. Wait a minute. Now you mean to tell me that baby there, that innocent baby, you mean to tell me you still say there's no good thing in the flesh? Yep. You teach that baby all the good things and you never teach that baby the bad things and that baby will learn it's in him or her how to lie. The baby doing something, you look at the baby and you say, did you do that? No. I'm looking at you I looked at a little boy last night. He looked like a little fella I know. I told Gloria, I, I called him that little fella name. And I looked at the little fella, and his mother gave him a mask and told him, go take this mask and put it in the trash. Wanted the mask. And the little boy going, and he, he gives it to the bigger brother, and the bigger brother wouldn't take it. He said, you know, go throw it in the trash. Well, the trash is in the restroom. The restroom, oh, yeah, the restroom is there. You're in the hallway. He meets the boy here. The, the older boy, the older brother, no, go, he points to the, to the restroom because that's where the trash is. The little boy, when the older brother walks off, the little boy throws the thing on the floor. I look at him. I thought there was a trash can there. And so when I went to the restroom, there the mask was on the floor. The little boy threw the mask on the floor. In the restaurant. I said, you got to be kidding. Who taught him that? Who taught him that? See, we're responsible for teaching them the right way. Because that's the only way we can train their mind. We know. We believe in God for household salvation, but that's the only way we can train their mind, their psyche, their soul. So you train them to do the right thing. You don't let them just assume because there's no good thing in them. Sin is in them. You don't let him or her just assume that this is the right way to do things it grows up in him or her. Okay? Every child that is born is born to some parent. Whether the parent warned him or her or not, that child is born to some parent. And that parent's responsibility is to teach that child. But if the parent is in sin, you can't teach the child. The child is going to be in sin. And that's what happened with Adam and Eve. It was never designed that way. But because y'all fail, okay, You teach your son how to kill that son. Well, I never taught him how to kill. Yes, you did. When you fell, sin entered you. You taught him how to kill. Because you never taught him how not to. So you taught him how. You find now in certain religion, oh, you just let the child grow up. And, and, you know, make his own her own decision. You know, whatever he or she decide they want to be. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Listen, in, in the Old Testament, they were prophesying. They were speaking. They were saying who their child was going to be. What, that's why they named the child a certain name so that that child would live up to that name so that child would become that. And they would mold and shape that child. We are the one. We are the one. That, well, you know, this is a new day. It is a new time. It's still the same sin, but this is a new day. This is a new time. We, are, we should allow our children just to become what they want to become. You know, because of, you know, if, if he or she will become that, you know, you still got to teach them right from wrong. Because you're going to be held responsible and normally when children get saved and filled with the spirit you know what they turn around and say if my mom or my dad had told me now you should feel bad because you didn't do your part all right listen be blessed be encouraged let us do our part now some of us let's just I ain't going to get it twisted now some of us we need deliverance Some of us is going to have to go back through the process of deliverance again. I might as well just tell you the truth. All right? Some of us are going to have to go through the process of being delivered again. Because we have allowed certain things to control. Some of us never got delivered. And I'm talking about faith in the word ministry. All right? So now you know I can be saved and demons still be in me. All right? If it was all right for you as a Christian to drink, you wouldn't hide it. All right? You wouldn't hide it. If it was all right for a Christian to do it, you wouldn't hide it. If it was all right for a Christian to smoke marijuana, you wouldn't hide it. If it was all right for him or her to snort, whatever, cocaine, whatever you do, whatever, you would not hide it. You would do it in the public where everybody can see it. But you do it in the dark, darkness is not in you, but it is in your mind and your body. And you being led by those two because you haven't trained your mind your soul to be led by the word of God or by the spirit of God. All right? Listen, be blessed, be encouraged, and at the same time, encourage someone else. Continue to pray for me. Continue to pray for faith in the word ministry and the staff that is here, that is helping us. Um, continue to pray for them and their family. Um, we are expecting and believing God for growth beyond growth, beyond growth, beyond growth. We are expecting great things, big things from our Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.